Aha! Well, hey there, doodles. This is me, and you're listening to the show. Also, you're there, and things are happening. Some self-help guru asked me, how much do you love yourself? And after thinking about it for about half a millisec, I had to admit about two or three times a night. At that, he had to admit that I had indeed mastered self-help, and there was no money here to be had by him. He wandered off. But enough about what sure feels like mine. Today's story is a delightful exploration into runaway ego and encephalitis and the dangers of stick-bearing children that may turn your stomach, but in a good way, like clockwise. All right, maybe there is no good way. Maybe that's just me and my big head. Me and My Big Head by Matthew Sanborn Smith. My head was throbbing, like my brain wanted to squirt out of my eye holes. Sorry about the graphic description, but if you don't like hearing it, imagine what feeling it is like. Aspirin wasn't helping a bit. It was a pressure thing, so it needed relief. With my dad's ball-peen hammer, I carefully cracked my skull in two and let the halves separate a bit. Ah... That was nice. Good to air out the old thing every once in a while. It was starting to smell of mildew. Things were all gumdrops and golden showers for a day or four until the herding came back. My brain was getting larger. I ditched the old skull completely and formed a new one from papier-mâché that was two feet in diameter. You're getting a big head, boy, my mother said. True. Big brain, too, because it soon grew to fill the old head. You'd think I'd get smarter with all that brain going on, but I just had a lot more of the same old crap running through my mind. Instead of thinking... I'd like some mac and cheese. Once, like I normally would, I thought, I'd like some mac and cheese, about 37 times. The ending was gross, so you may want to stop here and go read your email or something. I was strung up by my ankles by a group of Mexican children and beaten about the head for 18 minutes until it burst open. That's what I got for painting my new head in rainbow colors. The kids rushed forward, but when they realized it wasn't candy that spilled out but brains, their party broke up rather quickly. As for me, I was grateful. My headache was gone, and I was sure that once I retrieved my old skull from the wastebasket, I could fit into it once more. I looked at the mess the kids had left on the ground. I had no regrets, just a powerful craving for some mac and cheese. If this story gave you a big pinata, you can cogitate on it and other colorful sprigs at my mog blog, the1000.blogspot.com, or eat your gray matter and cheese right here at bewarethehairymango.com, and love us up while you're at it, why don't you? Spread vicious rumors on my choice of pants style on the comments for this post, or hungry mail me and we'll stuff ourselves full of toast and cantaloupe at matthew at bewarethehairymango.com. And two, you can now reach me at bewarethehairymango at gmail.com if the others didn't confuse you enough. I only got that email to add a few precious seconds to each show so that when you look at the time on your little potty thing, I'm tricking you into thinking you're getting more entertainment than you actually are. I'm clever. Say hello to Larry and John and all the swellness rushing around the floor at sfsignal.com, the only other place on the whole entire big damn worldwide internet-y thing that will accept me in my errant fruit. And don't count iTunes because they almost have to take me in. Hello, Larry. Schedule an uptight yet satisfying dalliance with this fine program by dabbing at the orange subscribe thing on the homepage or go back to those iTunies who, as I said, only love me because they have to. But hey, I'm desperate enough to accept that with merely a qualm or so. I mean, I took pity sex for quite a number of years and I assume it felt just as good as the non-pathetic type. And review us in a kind manner while you're feeding their machine. Go totally Sylvester and devour all manner of Tweety Birds with me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. They're not that filling. You can tell that by looking at them. Big old mongoloid head notwithstanding. And it turns out they don't taste that good either. But damn it if they don't deserve it. And that's all the reason we need. I'm talking an awful lot about eating this episode. I must be hungry. Where did that mango go? Go.
We're trucking through the month diligently, and I've already had one feverish listener promise that if I can actually pull off Mucho Mango Mayo, that is one show every day this month, there'd be a sweet donation waiting for me at the end. That's why we're here, folks. We're all about the money. The fact that you get entertained along the way is purely accidental. If you'd like to add some sugar to the bowl, hit the donate button and pour it in, baby. When I'm done, I'll need some dough for one case of toothpaste and another for Pepto-Bismol anyway. This podcast ripples with muscles that mere mortals wish they possessed and shows them off by coating them with the oil of a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. This is Hitim's Nrobnas Wetham, the antimatter Matthew Sanborn Smith, reminding you that a boiled pot never watches. Tell me I'm wrong. You can't, so shut up. Good night.